And welcome to A Little Something to Wine About with your host, Siobhan Camille. And Ta'e Michelle. Where we wine while we wine, W-I-N-E, about life, relationships, and culture, because sometimes you just need to wine a little. It is third Wednesday, which means we are whining with the guys. And we brought the guys, the OG guys. Um, we got the husband and the boyfriend, as he is newly been. <laughs> indoctrinated um and they are here <laughs> with us to, to talk about masculinity we're gonna talk about it today um yeah so grab your glass of red white rosé sparkling cider whatever it is that floats your fancy water bottle. you know sparkling water anything that you need to do to make you feel great and join us <laughs> on the couch oh goodness hey y'all hey y'all this is what the third week of January. I hope you all's 2020 have been um, 2022. Oh, sorry, 2022. You're right. Yeah, let's not go that, back to 2020, man. Like, the, oh yeah, that that wasn't the year. Um, <laughs> 2022. Uh, I hope you guys just New Year in general have been nice. Um, before we jump into our topic, you guys know we like to do a let's let's catch up. Because it's been seven days, and I like it happening in seven days, as we know. So, Siobhan, well, what's, what's going on in the household? How's you doing? How's your feelings? I think we good. We good. Yeah, we good. We good. I don't have a gun down here. He looked threatened. Didn't he look threatened when I asked the question? I think we good. He looked like he, he was doing one of these numbers. <laughs> I'm gonna say he's blinking like the husband over there. I'm gonna blink <laughs> twice. We good. No, we we good. Um, no, I'm, we good. We good. We good. We good. We good. We good. <laughs> we good. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. And how y'all doing? We we're good now. Um, the beginning of this year. Uh, for those who don't know, we record a couple weeks in advance. So we had a little break, you know, during the holidays and stuff. And COVID decided to pay me a visit with no symptoms. So <laughs> my asymptomatic behind was going, hmm, who got COVID? <laughs> and then to be the only one in the house. Somebody lying is what it sounds like. Yeah. So at this point, it, it was like, you know, you kind of cut, you kind of go through the whole, ooh, I got COVID thing. But at the same time, I was like, girl, you got COVID. But you don't have no symptoms. But then, then more so than anything, I was concerned about kids. Girl, it is so crazy around here right now trying to get a COVID to us. It's just. Yeah, it's a mess. Whatever. But anyway, other than that, um, I got stuck in the snow today. Mm. It took um, us an hour to shovel us so I could get the car behind his truck. Yeah, I got I got stuck in the snow. I went to work early and no problem. Road was clear. Not the road, I mean the road was clear as far as cars. Um it was a smooth trip on the way home. It was a good trip until 
I got off the exit. Got off the exit and started going up the smallest slope ever. And not only my car, it was like, girls, that little small slope was taking us out. We was, we was, we was spinning out. I was like, what is going on? And I have four-wheel drive. So I'm trying to figure out. My four-wheel drive not working. Oh my God. I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm gonna call my daddy and my husband because they was together. So my spoiled rotten side kicked in. I had heat. So I was like, I'm gonna sit here and wait. And then something was like, turn your car off, start it back up, and then try. Why I turned my car off, started it back up, and took off. Yeah. I was like, so I think my traction sensor thing or whatever that is might have like went off or something. And when I cut my car off and cut it back on, like, you know how things reboot and stuff? Mm -hmm. I think that might have happened because I put it in a low gear and I just took right off. This is after me sitting there for almost, what, two hours? About an hour, hour and a half tops. I, I did a spin around. The, the snow underneath the car probably melted from the car being on, too. That's, that's possible. Possible, yeah. That's definitely possible. I don't know. I just know. I just took off and was like, hey, I don't have to come get me out on my way home now. <laughs> mm. Meanwhile, the reason why I took the, they never got to me is because it was a it was a, a car crash on the other side of the beltway. <laughs> it was a eighteen wheeler jackknife. Oh, yeah. oh yes, right. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. and, and then and then, idiots tried to go around and got stuck. Look, dude, four lane mm-hmm. highway, blocked off. I saw it all this morning. Well, first off, first thing this morning, I started the truck and it was only sleeting and raining. And I got the boy straight while the truck was running. So 15, 20 minutes, I come outside, it's white. And I'm like, this, what? So I get out there, we make an attempt. I had to turn around because one of the streets was blocked off because somebody was this way and not this way. And going up the road, the car in front of me kept swerving, kept swerving until finally he was facing me head on. And I'm like, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I pulled beside him, I'm like, good. You know, I seen literally, I seen cars, literally, their wheels were turned this way, the car was this way, and it was just like, the wheel was just pulling the car. Like, I was like, this is some amazing stuff. (laughs) While I'm sitting on the side of the road, my mother is on the phone with me, and she's like, you sound like you're enjoying yourself. I said, I'm going to be honest. I'm good. (laughs) She was like, okay, you're too happy to be on the side of the road. (laughs) Ain't no need to be upset. It's not gonna change nothing. But I made it home safe. I almost got stuck coming into the parking lot. But I got I I, I made it. Oh yeah, I have a tree down in the back of that. Yeah. Fell in between the garage and the trampoline. Couldn't have been placed in the I'm glad it didn't fall on the house. Right, right. I got good insurance though. I mean, that's good too. But that's that's still a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. It is. That's a lot. It is. So for those who wanted a white Christmas, we didn't get. Listen, it. that was my first thought, but it <laughs> was. <laughs> when we get white stuff, everything goes cuckoo. <laughs> right. Oh my oh. girl, what are you whining on before we whine with the? Um, January was still in the Stella Rose collection, so I picked. 
Stella Rose Golden Honey Peach. Um, <laughs> love my love model, model, model. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm that's that's where I'm at. I'm preparing for the sweetness. Yeah. So we have Stella Rosa L'Originale collection, and we got the red apple. He was in the store and called me on the phone and named all of them as he was going. I almost got the golden one that you got, and I was just like, you know what? Let's just do this this apple. And it, I guess my mind was hoping for like a tart apple, <laughs> but I know good and daggone well. That's probably not what's going to happen. Cause not probably. Not, not and really because Stella Rosa, listen, listen, before, we're going to get to this topic, but I just want to say, first of all, this thing says it's a six. Said that last week. even look at the back. I it like said that awesome. last week. Said that last week. But literally everything he's naming, I'm like, y'all don't do nothing but, but fruits. Mm. He was like, peach, golden <laughs> peach, red apple, tart apple, random. <laughs> Watermelon. Watermelon. Oh, I said no. Vanilla. I was like, um, I might hit the mango next week just as a salutation. Thank God we're done. Um for Stella Rosa. But this 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 month of January is with the sweetness. Okay. Yeah, I thought about going back to the tropical mango just because we had it and I knew what it was, but I, I'm not gonna do that. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> I got it in the refrigerator. I'm gonna keep popping them grapes. So next week I'll be popping a rose, (laughs) which is already sweet by definition. I mean, I just, I mean, I guess I have dry roses, but you know, like anyway. Right. So, so for those who don't know, um, yeah, we give wine reviews at the end of each episode. Let us know in the comments below, ladies and gentlemen. Have you had Stella Rosa? What's your favorite one? We want to know, did you make it a cocktail? Like, how you how how did you unsweeten this sweet drink? Let us know in the comments below. We want to hear from you. Yes, we do. Okay, so let's 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 jump, let's let's wine on this this here topic of today. Um, this topic came up because <clears throat> it comes up a lot in group conversation. So we figure, hey, let's 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 talk about it. Let's let's uh, scratch the surface of this topic of masculinity. As you guys know, we did talk about um, femininity, and if it still existed, and we we scratched the surface of that a little bit. So we figure, let's talk about masculinity, and let's hear from the guys on this one. Um, we have our own opinions on it, which I'm sure you will hear pieces of today. But we definitely want to hear from uh our guys um of our generation what what what's up with the masculinity is it here is it is it gone um we hear the term top masculine toxic masculinity so it's been labeled as something um horribly wrong uh what what are you guys thoughts on just masculinity in general <laughs> I like how everybody <laughs> reached for their glass and they all reached for the glass. The, the problem is, is the, yep. the problem is because 
defining masculinity is more social than it is biological. And I think that becomes part of the issue because it's almost like falling down the same road as gender roles. You know what I mean? And I, it's, that's a, <laughs> that's a hard one. I don't even know if it's still here with some of this new generation stuff that's going on because, you know, me coming up masculinity was, you know, you had to be hard, you know, you had to be, you know, you had to be in control of everything. You know, you had to, you brought home the bacon, you know what I mean? Like in, and I'm, at this age, I'm not too sure if that's what this defines, you know, masculinity. Like in my mind, being able to handle most situations, you know what I mean? You're the one that everybody in the house runs to to solve problems, you know what I mean? And being able to hold it down, not breaking under pressure, being able to put your body through certain situations that most people won't, undergoing long hours of work if need be, being able to provide during the times when most people can't. But that also can fall under gender roles. So it's it's kind of hard to define it. You know, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I got to say it like that because a lot of the definitions that come to mind goes under that whole gender role thing, you know? So I think part of it is just making sure that you're the provider, you're the protector. You know what I mean? Like making sure that through it all, you have the strength to hold it. That's part of being masculine. Um, making sure without a doubt nobody looks at you and say oh he's you know he's got some feminine ways you know what i mean like it that you know like not looking too girlish you know and and i i, I use that term loosely because i don't want to offend anybody because you know this day and age you can't call people girls or boys anymore. everybody's offended you know? at this day and age i was Man. going to say listen we offend all every week we've offended everybody, everybody i'm sure I guarantee and anybody if you're new here if you're if you're going to watch this because we are who we are you are probably going to be offended. Right. Yeah, I mean, possibly. <laughs> so, you know. don't spare anybody's feelings. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay? Not, not, definitely not trying to spare, you know, feelings. Um, it's just, it's defining it, I think, changes over time. You know, if you think of, you know, years ago when men were hunters, you know, that was one of the things that was it was considered to be masculine to go out and 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 hunt the biggest game that you could find and bring it home and throw it on the table um you know flexing in front of guys always you know wrestling seeing who's stronger that type of thing i mean they still have games out now you know not you know outside of the olympics but they have you know strongman games where you show how masculine you are and things like that but that definition is not going to hold weight in some households you know, because some households are like, well, that that doesn't do anything for me. That that doesn't define this household here. My my husband worked from home and he's very masculine. I don't think he's ever lifted a gun in his life. You know, so that doesn't define masculinity in this house. You know, I'm actually stronger than him. Doesn't you know? But that's only because I physically work and he, you know, sets at a desk. That's. I'm not saying that that changes it, but he, he doesn't have to lift a finger too much where I'm lifting boxes and stuff all day long. So I think it just, it, 
it's going to vary between guys. You know, mine is always being able to provide what's needed. You know, if we are outside and, and you know, the car breaks down, I'm going to do my best to fix it. Um, if, if there's a threat, I'm going to be the one that takes the first hit or throw the first punch. You know, I'm going to get in front. I'm going to be that guy. Um, you know, we have things around the house that just needs to be done. I make sure it's done, you know, stuff like that. I make sure that nobody can say that I'm not pulling my part. So, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, she knows that if, if it's needed, I'm going to figure it out. If she hasn't already found it, you know, sometimes with her, <laughs> she's like, yeah, this was a problem. I already took care of it. It's done. <clears throat> okay. You know, so, I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a lot, you know, behind it. Um, right. It doesn't mean that, you know, a fight presents itself. Yeah. I got to jump into it. If I'm protecting somebody, if I'm protecting her, my family, whatever, automatic doesn't mean that I'm stronger than the next person, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to jump in before anybody else gets hit. You know, now if you take me down, you had <laughs> it is what it is. But so just because I, I jump out there, don't mean I'm a win. So right, right, right. Got, I put, I put somebody got to be there for the come up, for the you know, for the head, you know, everybody. You know, that's just. I tell everybody got somebody. Okay, everybody has somebody. And um, the husband, sir. <laughs> Oh, we about to definitely get some confidence. Um, I'm going to avenge you. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to be straight up. Um, but I'm, I'm going to harp off of, you know, what Marcia said. Um, to me, it, it, part of it is a man being a man. Just that. You, you know what I'm saying? We, we've always been raised the same way we raised our boys. If you fall down, why are you crying? Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. You know what I'm saying? And this day and age, not to say we shouldn't show emotion, but I think we've harped so much on showing your emotions. That's why a lot of these, a lot of these men are soft. Because granted, most of us for the most part have always been raised by women. You know, even if you had a father in the household, most of the time your your pops was working. Mm -hmm. so your mom was ultimately raising you yes your father chimed in here or there but a lot of it did come from your mom but your mom also raised you to be a man <laughs> nowadays a lot a lot of women specifically are raising want to want to be their kids best friend <laughs> you know what i'm saying where now it's it all that toughness is gone and then now you got you got media period not even just social media media period pushing this this gay agenda just call it what it is which is you know ultimately you you like who you like i don't care nothing about that but everything that i turn on i should not see you know what i'm saying i can hang around a group of friends and none of us be gay right but why is it every show that i turn on at least one person on that show is gay like all of a sudden it's not normal for us to be what God created us to be. Because again, like I say, I don't not you like who you like. Two women can't have a baby and lay down. Two men can't lay down and have a baby. Until you prove me otherwise, that means that it that's not what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. 
point blank period. But in being masculine, yes, you, you're, you're the king of your castle. You're the protector. You're the provider. You're, we're going to work those jobs. I've had it, you know, when we first got married, I had it where I was gone for almost three days, like nonstop, just straight working. I was literally leaving one job, going to the next. Right. To make sure that the bills were paid in the house. You know, it was one of them. I, when I would see my kids, I'd be like, hey, and next thing I know. And it was like, that. every time I see you, when we do see you, you sleep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of them. When I found a job that was going to provide us with the money to take care of the household, which would give me more time, I jumped at it. Right. You know, when, when my job of 10 years closed down suddenly, Literally in a, in a span of about three years, I worked four different jobs. In a span of in a span of three years, where I was at one job for almost ten, because it was when I was doing the other ones, I was having to work two jobs, not even wanting, but having to work two jobs to make sure everything was covered. Right. You know what I'm saying? The first year of marriage, she didn't work; she stayed at home. She was with kids. Everything, everything was paid. But then when that when that call say, hey, we got six months left, we closing this job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> Baby, I'm gonna need you to get up because uh <laughs> 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 you know, I know they said they're gonna pay me out for X amount of time. I got this other job lined up, but then when that's over, if I don't find something, we might be struggling. <laughs> we gotta figure something out. Right. I think um for me, when I hear someone say, oh, as a female, um, you're too masculine or you're emasculating to a guy, um, I think strength. To me, masculinity to me should simply, should simply mean be another word for strength. Um, but like you guys said, traditionally, it means so much more. Siobhan, in our last episode, when we talked about uh, being feminine, she read off the definition of feminine, being feminine versus masculine. Um, and when you, like, we spoke more so to the feminine side, because that's what we're talking about. But speaking to the masculine side, it's just as the extreme of the opposite. Um, so, <clears throat> and, and it's not right because it makes it seem in definition, just literal definition, that he's uh, just a horrible person. I'm, you're just me. <laughs> it's, it's so extreme. And it's I will say, so, I, know, did, like, I did look up the definition of masculine. And quite frankly, and I, I got it from dictionary.com. I didn't go to Merriam-Webster because they're the same people that changed the definition of vaccine. No, I needed who was going to stick with the original. I don't want somebody changing. Mm -mm. So the definition, true, truly, of masculine is traits or characteristics of a man. And for that purpose, femininity or being feminine are the traits and characteristics of a woman. Now, what I read, which was so polar opposite, was the social definitions 
uh-huh. or the social traits and characteristics of each of those. Mm-hmm. And it was so to the, because again, the literal dictionary definition is that simply. So characters, characteristics and traits of what makes someone masculine or feminine is really defined mm-hmm. by the society that you're in. And the social mm-hmm. definitions in American context were so extreme. It was literally like feminine is soft, masculine is hard, feminine is emotional, masculine is like never shows emotion, feminine is this. Masculine. It was the extreme. It's so extreme. And nobody is that extreme. Like I would, I would hope. I won't say nobody, but like it's, it would not be healthy. And they probably need to seek counseling because they're dealing with a lot of issues. It's right. not healthy for anybody to be it's one for the other. And it's biologically impossible, which is the other thing that I said under femininity is men and women, whether they want to admit it or not, both have estrogen and testosterone, period. That's just facts. What the difference is tends to be levels. And quite honestly, as you go through life, your levels are going to fluctuate whether you're prepubescent or for a woman, you're in menopause or you're in the, the prime of your life. A lot of what we consider masculine and feminine is just that. It's a social construct. And we just, I think when people talk about toxic masculinity, it's the focus on the extremes of not only are you strong, but like, I'm strong enough to lift the world atlas. That's just not, just just not healthy. And when people talk about feminine, because there is toxic femininity, people do not talk about it. But one of the traits that to me is extremely toxic femininity is, is manipulation. Because I know yes. a lot of women that do yes. that. And but, they, teach their, they teach their daughters how to do it. Oh, baby, this is how you get what you need out of a man. Oh. But for masculinity to the point of what Rob, uh, the husband said, <laughs> as far as women raising children, I mean, that goes back to just historical periods. I right. feel like the problem has become... I think we got to the point where people were like, and I I remember hearing this in the 90s, a man, a woman can't raise a man. And I think that became true, but I think that became true because these women didn't see a real man. I can let's take let's let's take my my lovely co-host Michelle and Malachi, for example. I knew Michelle was gonna be able to do this because she had strong men in her life. She had a true father figure. She had someone that she could say, I, if nothing else, I'm gonna raise my son to be this or to be similar to this. I think a lot of women didn't, don't have that, whether it be because death by drugs, death by gangs, incarceration, you didn't have it. You didn't have that father abandonment. You did not see it. So all you saw were women. You don't know how to, you can't look at somebody and say, I can raise you. And and the flip goes for guys. Because a lot of men, I think, would be good single fathers to daughters if they had strong mothers. But if you didn't have a good mother, you won't, you, you're not going to know what to do with that either. That's just, I think that's the trickle down effect that becomes problematic. Right. And I think you speaking on that, I think that you're absolutely right. Um, that's something that today the husband and I were talking about um, speaking to masculinity with me being stuck in the snow today. I literally had one person, it was an Asian guy, come knock on my window and offer me some type of assistance. I literally watched (laughs) men from other cars go to other men and shovel each other out. And they literally would walk past my car. 
I was out of my car a couple times trying to do it myself because I am who I am. Um, you know, just trying to see. I knew, look, ultimately, and, and this is where I'm a realist, you probably gonna need a guy to help you with this one. <laughs> but if you can do it, then girl, you about to be like, oh, had on my back. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to sit around and wait. I was going to sit around and wait on my husband and my father, but I wasn't going to do nothing. I wasn't going to go to the extreme. I'm just not doing anything. It was like, let me see. I'm that person. But speaking to him and my dad while they were in traffic trying to get to me, <laughs> um, I spoke to the fact that what what I was watching, and um, and I said, I said, this is why women think that chivalry is dead because it would have been nothing for anyone. And this is why a lot of black women have the claim that black men don't care about them because no one came to assist or even see, Hey, are you okay? Do you need gas? Like in nothing. And, but I also at the same time recognize Women, we did this. And I'm, I'm sorry, y'all not going to like me. I don't care. We did this because we're so independent that toxic, toxic, toxic femininity. We don't need no man. Oh, why are you holding the door for me? I ain't need the little stuff. So when things like this happen, men go, yeah, I'm not about to get cussed out or you know, or this, so it's that side of it, but the other side of it, other side of it to me is this. A lot of the women, you have raised these men. So if your sons are not chivalrous, blame yourself because you didn't teach them that. Did you teach your son to hold the door? Now, yes, I understand that as grown people, we have decisions, but there are habits. There are natural things that we do just out of habit. And that's one. My sons have that out of habit. They will hold the door. Now, it's not all the time, but majority of the time, they will hold the door. Majority of the time is, I got this. Majority of the time is, let me get the bags out of the car. So you get what I'm saying? So if chivalry is dead, females, it's your fault. You didn't teach your sons, your nephews, to be chivalrous. And that's my opinion. You don't know at me. I don't care. I said what I said. Take it up with your therapist. But I do think, again, that a lot of that comes from what I said at the outset or to start this was because, especially speaking to speaking specifically to Black women in the Black community, you didn't have it. Yeah, I, and yes, I, there are women who did this and who raised their sons wrong, if you will. But I understand to an extent if you didn't see, if you don't, if you did not see a strong man and then you did that, I get that. But that's that's and we and we'll we'll have a time, I'm sure. So my my question to you, men though, since we've been talking about uh masculinity, y'all have heard us more than I, you know, we probably should have, because it's about y'all. Um, what is your take on toxic masculinity? Because that's like the buzzword of the day out here in the next two the last three years. Well, well here's here's my thing. Is it actually toxic masculinity? Or is it just the fact that somebody doesn't like what you're what you're giving them? So in order to knock down what you're doing, I'm gonna put this label of it being toxic because you're not gonna conform to what I want you to do. 
And it works both ways, but a lot of times, society, that's what we do. That's true. Right. You know, oh, because he's not going to let her do this. Oh, he, that's that toxic masculinity. How you know she didn't sit back so he could take that lead role? And how you know he didn't give her opportunity to do that and she didn't step up. So now he has to assert himself into that to make sure that it happens. Facts. I think I think that came up from imbalanced households. I'll say it like that, because the two people didn't realize that their ideas and views didn't match from the jump. And somebody on the outside looking in, you know, may see it and like, oh, why is why does he treat her like that? Why does he do that? Why is that household like this? When from the jump he may have been stating that and it just wasn't heard. Or they're on the outside looking in <clears throat> and it works in their household, but it wouldn't work in the person's household that's looking in. So they're like that toxic masculinity. Meanwhile, they got a balance in the house. They're good. They're fine. And there's some households that's like that. I'm not necessarily saying it's going to work for me, but there's some households that's like that. But it's always somebody else's look. Oh, Lord. It's always somebody else's opinion, you know, that usually causes, you know, the, the phrase or comes up with the phrase toxic masculinity, you know. And yeah. I, yeah. I mean, because I look at it like this men and women were different, we were made to be different. So, you know, in us being different, you're going to be different than me. Right. You know, I'm going to be different than you. Right. She's going to be different than me. She's going to be different than me. So it's it's one of them, I may be better at certain things than she is and vice versa. Right. So you have to kind of find that median. Hey, look, this is what you're going to do because you know how to do that. You know, I, I might struggle a little bit or I may not. I may be good at it, but I may not have patience. Right. Because some of us, and I'm going to be real, me, a lot of stuff, I'm not there in my life. Patience is not a virtue for me. I'm, I'm going to tell it's you this. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, like, when I say, hey, this is what I want, I mean now. I don't now. mean ne next week, in a couple months, now. But you see how the dynamics of a person is different where that's where you are, that's where she is. So, when speaking to masculinity, people would might, may think, oh, she's too masculine. She's emasculated. She's too strong. She's too independent. But I feel like, what is it called? Your life story? Like, your, your life cycle it's, plays a major part in things. it's hard to turn the switch off. It you is might, hard. It's wait. hard to turn the switch off. Two, it may not be necessary for you to turn the switch off because, like you said, you're only seeing this piece. Mm -hmm. of it and this piece of it may be this but this big chunk over here is what that is majority yeah. mm -hmm. is caused for it you need that because you wouldn't get the result of, of what you know you were trying to get in order <clears throat> if you didn't have it so but that, that your life story plays a part in it um but in speaking to the whole thing about have you ever felt emasculated? As some, as men who are, in my opinion, very masculine, you know, and again, strong leadership, like masculine men, 
Has there ever been a time where you were like, oh, I just feel emasculated? I will definitely take this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this. Um, yes, and it was with her, and I'll tell you why. Right, right, right. But but the thing is, she's going to know the moment and she's not going to know that that's what I felt. So, okay. previous relationship, I was the provider, guaranteed. Not saying other money didn't come in the house, but I was the provider to the point where I would work seven days a week. I actually did one whole year, seven days a week, whole damn year. I got off for a death. I can't remember one of the family members. That's, that was the day that I had off. Oh, and I got sick. I think I got it to the point where I couldn't really see. So I had like two days off that year. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. So Because you should have went to sleep. Right, you worked yourself to death. Yeah, I worked. And, and that's two hours, two hours of sleep. Two hours of sleep Your every night. Was shut off. Yes, so, but just listen. <laughs> but again, what did I say part of being masculine is being able to go above and beyond some of the things that you're not even comfortable with. You know what I mean? My father always told me that you are expected to be the provider regardless of what the other person is doing. That's just social construct. That's just how it is. You're expected to do. If you're not doing it, you're considered less of a man. And that, and and it's proven to be because you see where that is short now. Like, you don't have that. So one of the things that I had to adjust to yeah, how did I was actually getting help. Because I'm not, I'm not it wasn't asked for. I didn't ask for shit. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Don't know if I can say that. But I didn't ask oh, for you, shit. No, no, no. no. And I was laughing. Matter of fact, when we started, like when we started dating and getting closer, I was working three jobs. I was working my regular job, 40 hours. I was working overnight, two to four hours a night. And I was working every other weekend or like holidays, you know, driving billboards for like eight hours a day. So I was working technically seven days a week and four nights to five nights out the week. And she was telling me, she was like, look, this job is just killing you at night. I'm like, you don't think I know that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you don't think I know that? I know that, but I need that cushion. You know, I don't have that cushion. Meanwhile, my job was slowly, you know, I'm getting raises. And, and finally, I got to a point where she was like, well, I think you should give up the night job. I got you. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean you got me? So I remember I was like, I was looking at bills and stuff, and I was like, dang, I'm short. And she was just like, here you go. Mm, what's that? You know what I mean? Like, because I'm not used to that. And she was like, it's yours, because I'm in the house. I make, I create bills. Mm -hmm. So this is my part. And I'm like, nah, I, I got you, because I work this weekend, and I'll get it. And she pretty much it shoved it down my yeah. It she was. shoved it down my throat and was like, "Give it back." That was the emasculated part. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. It was like, "Give it back if you want to." And I'm gonna swing on you next. This is your money, and I'm not. I wasn't used to that, so it didn't sit well with me. Right? And I didn't make it a big thing with her, but it didn't sit like I lost sleep over this. Like it was a self battle that you had to kind of conflict. Right? Because. But it was, I needed it and it was provided, but I'm so used to something that I need, I just get it because there was nobody there to say, here, you know, here, you know what I mean? Like I've had my moments. I slept outside for a while. You know, I, I made some good and bad decisions, but I slept outside because there was nobody to go, here you go. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't there. So 
I always, like, I always had, like, a, a fail-safe job, always had a way of making extra money when I needed it. I was not used to getting the help consistently. Right. So because my, same time the next month, she was like, here you go. And I'm like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I didn't, but, I didn't. So to but, speak to that question, with my, the way my brain thinks, I know you say you felt emasculated. And I understand, you know, because of, you know, you weren't used to that. I get that. I completely understand it. For me, hearing that, to me, I feel like that is, that example to me is toxic, toxic masculinity. And it's, to and it's toxic because you're not used to getting help. You get what I'm saying? I feel like not being used to getting help when someone is there to help you, that's a toxic trait. Because that, and I'm not saying, you know, you, but I'm just saying to me, that sounds more of an example of something being toxic because that's bad for you. Right. Um, and, 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 and it shouldn't be seen as emasculating because that, you get what I'm saying? And to me, be. But again, it, people could say, that's me because I'm a female and I'm used to getting help and that's not true. Right. But, and to me, I feel like that will be more of a toxic trait. Right. Not not knowing how to take the help versus oh, I'm just like I'll say I'll say this. I understand why he I no I get why. no first and foremost I never I never when you asked if you asked what ever felt emasculated I'm gonna be whole serious. I thought you were gonna go to dummy. I I at no point thought this was gonna come to me. I thought this was gonna go to. The <laughs> Well, hold on. No. But the thing is, we're not going down that rabbit hole. But the thing is, the reason that I was like, oh wow, is well, here's the thing. And I remember that. And I remember giving him money was this thing. And I remember, but I've I've done this with other other men, friends that I've had that have been in tough times. And I'm like, here, just take care of me. Nah. And I I've realized I found in my in my life experience that men are very, it's very hard for men to take women, take money from women. Mm. And I think that there is a, that is a masculine trait of, I got to get it myself. Mm -hmm. I And I get that. And I'm not against that, fellas. Yes. Because I've also not personally, well, personally, but not really, no male leeches that just leech off women. And that to me is unacceptable as a man get or your life. But I feel like if you are with someone as a, if you are male, men, men out here, if your woman is willing to help you financially, let me tell you that she really cares about you. And I'm going to say that for this, for this reason, because I think, and I think it speaks to a strength because women are taught not to go in our bag for nothing. When it comes to a dude, I'm not paying for nothing when it comes to a guy. So the woman is willing to go in her pocket for you. That is her having your back. That is her really telling you that I'm I'm here for you, babe. I got you. Like because like we because in a, in a toxic the toxic the toxic feminine side of that is a gold digger. Basically, right. you go to the extreme of it. It's a gold digger. Is the extreme which becomes again toxic femininity. Is that I think to me and I agree with Michelle. That's very toxic, and I understand where it where it came from. I do too. I, but I think that's a very toxic place that men go where they won't accept help. Now, I'll say for me personally that I have been told by non-boyfriends, but ran random dudes, random dudes, um, that I was too masculine to ever find someone. Mm. 
And that being partially because one, like the husband, I am not patient. Patient is not my thing. It's not, it's never been. And a lot of that is because I grew up an only child. I get it done. If I had something I needed to get it done, I had to take care of it. I've lived by myself for 10, for 10 years. So me coming out of that and then just suddenly being like, here are all my burdens. Lay your burdens by the riverside. I was not going to lay my burdens on anybody's riverside except Jesus. Okay. And even with Jesus, I'm like, if I got it. I think a lot of the stuff that I put myself well, in, he God is like, he, he, he said, give them to, but you still working. Like, I mean, you work it, but my thing is, I won't even lay them on that riverside. I feel like you <laughs> lay your burdens down. I'm like, nah, bro, I, I got this. Lay your burdens down. I will be back when I got this together because that's who I am. And, and me being who I am, I also was like, you know what? I'm going to... I'm, a, I'm living here. I'm going to pay rent. Like, that's really what it came down to, guys, for, for, for full disclosure. I wanted, I was just paying rent, essentially. I still pay rent. I mean, I call it rent. It's not really rent at this point, but I, I called it rent. And it's to consistent. me, yeah. it was, I moved out of my apartment. I moved in here. I still, I still run electricity. I still do gas, water. All of this is still housing. If I was out in the quote-unquote real world, I would be paying rent. Like, I'm not going to take advantage of a friend. And especially at the time for like two years, the year, most of the year and a half I've been living here, we were friends. Like, I'm not going to do that. I never would have thought that that was emasculating, but I, I can understand it. It was more so if this, if we were going into a purchase or a rental together and we said, here's my income, here's your income. Can we afford this? Yes, we can. Okay. How much do we need to but put you in didn't the pot planned out? But I this I had already made this bill. So it was already my bill. So I know I, I have to take care of my bills. Even with her being in the house, there was still an invitation or a welcoming. You know what I mean? With no expectation. I didn't expect you to pay for anything. I didn't expect you to put any money into anything. And she sent it to me the first time. And I was like, rent. What's this rent? What what is this? You know what I mean? Because I wasn't expecting it. And and I hit her up. I was like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna send it back to you." She was like, "No, no, I, I make." Sure I was going like, ding, ding, right, ding. right. But it was because I'm. That's not me. If if I have bills, they're my bills. I don't really expect unless we sit down and actually had a conversation and say, "Hey, we're putting all our bills in this pot, and we're gonna split it in half, and I'm gonna pay half, and you're gonna pay half, and that way we can make it." that's a conversation that needs to be had, but it can be done. That's not how this was done. So I didn't know how to take it. And literally <laughs> I, I called my father. Well, I called my sister first and said something about it. She was like, I don't even know why the hell we're having this conversation. Thank you, Crystal. And I'm Thank like, you, you, you don't. <laughs> but again, the thing is my sister, my sister's never been in the house by herself. And she has had, and I'm not saying this doesn't take away from her because she, you know, she's been with like, well, she's been with the job that she's been with for like 22 to 25 years. Uh -huh. She makes great money, but she never really was in a house by herself. So I guess she was used to people chipping in right. when needed, when right. it first started or whatever. I wasn't, I wasn't, I've been in the house by myself a couple of times and you know, I've been in the house with people and still had to hold it down. So I learned not to expect certain things. And it was just kind of hard to make the adjustment. And I called my father and my father was like, and you don't have a ring on her finger. It's like, thank you, Papa Rice. Right. This is what, when I stated this to him, he was like, you don't have a ring on her finger. 
Hazel, let me tell you what, son. You, you don't like, find you women that sacrifice their money up front when they don't have to. I'm not saying all women are like that, but you didn't ask her for any money, right? No. You didn't say these bills need to be paid. No. And she just offered X amount of dollars. Yes. You don't have a ring on her finger. Let me let me talk to her real quick. Let me. <laughs> and he was just like, he said, look. He was going to be like, don't give him another time. <laughs> right, probably, probably. <laughs> he don't understand nothing, you know. This didn't I tell you? You know, but he his conversation to me was simply, "Do you think that I've taken care of this household solely by myself, only on my income?" And I'm like, "That's not what I stated at all. I know both of y'all work wherever y'all work." And he's like, "Right. So you have somebody that you can actually do that with." I don't understand what the problem is. And I'm like, well, you always worked. You did this and this. You brought this in the house and you worked 24 hours a day and this and this. He's like, yes, do you think I wanted to work 24 hours a day to do this and this and this? No. He was like, but even with the combined income, it wasn't enough. So I had to go make more. If you're at a point where you literally can survive off of your job and what she contributes, you have an open moment to build. And that's, I had to look at it like that. That's not how I saw it at first. And I know, and I didn't want her to take it personal, but that's how I felt because of years and years of what I was used to. And just real quick on my side, and I'm, I want to hear about the husband emasculating because I'm, I'm curious on that one. Um, <laughs> you know, that's I, uh, I'll say this. My mother always taught me don't ever be anybody's burden period. And she also taught me don't ever rely and depend on a man, period. You need to be able to stand on your own because you never know when somebody who's there will be gone, either death or walk out. So I'm a, for my own mental me, I had to pay something. I was never going to live rent-free anywhere because I feel like I was always going to pay for it somehow especially as a woman, either you paying on your back or you paying out your pocket. Or for me, I was going to be paying mentally. Like I'm going to take these mental scars. I'm not going to feel like me if I'm just laying here, even if we're not doing anything physically. So he's like, no, we, I'm not even expecting any of that. Okay. I'm not me if I'm not contributing because then I feel like a leech and that's not who I am. So that I will say that that was my, my thing. Um, so, uh, the husband over there, have you ever felt emasculated or should I say, has anyone tried to emasculate you would probably be a more apropos question. I mean, yes. And wait, yes. To which one? Right. To which one? Tried None or actually. Succeeded. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. mean, many, many have tried, <laughs> many have tried because again, you know, when, when folks get upset with you, you know, a lot of people are, are like myself, take shots, you know? So yeah, many have tried, but with my mentality, I've never really cared enough to really care with what most people say to me or think of me. And that's pretty much how I've lived my life. That's, that's why I, I've been able to be who I am, where regardless of what anybody says, I'm going to continue to do me. I know what, what needs to be done and then I keep it moving. But ironically, it would have definitely been this one here. 
I've, I've never in my life been jealous of a female, period, of any woman I've dated, ever. And this was probably, probably within the last maybe year and a half or so. It's one of them, like, I know, you know, they say, you know, with the relationships, you hit them, the ups and downs and them dry spurts. But when you're dealing with someone that, that, that you love and you feel like you've sacrificed for to either hear them say or feel like you, you aren't enough or, you know, to hear them say or feel like you know they're no longer attracted to you or you're not you know that that desire isn't there that that definitely plays to your psyche you know what i'm saying where it it brings out it can definitely bring out <laughs> a, a ugliness in you at times so yes i've i've definitely been there but as far as, like I said, previous relationship is one of them don't care. Because most of the time, it's just that. It's a relationship. Bye. <laughs> Quit. And that's, that's bad. Because that's again, but, but, it, but it's bad because any place I've lived for the most part is mine. <laughs> My name's generally on it. I, or I'm the one play, paying the sole bills. So it's one of them I can definitely do this without you. Bye. Here's the door. Good riddance. Enjoy your life. Wish you the best. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when you say I do, you can't, even though you might have them thoughts at times, it's one of them like, nah, I, I, I signed up for, you know, for, for better or for worse. For a lifetime. But, but, <laughs> but if I kill her, then I mean, it would be death to us part, right? Like, you know, she could go in her sleep, but when nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's one of those, like, yeah, it's, it's, we definitely, like, it's been times where, and now, you know, we're, we're, we're fighting the drug that has, you know, not to get too personal, we're fighting the drug that has, like, you know, desensitized her at times where, you know, Neurons may be firing in one place, but then they're not firing in the other. And, you know, and, and it's a lap band here that, you know, it's not getting through this way or it's not getting through this way. And, it's, and I'm sitting here like, but baby, I'm, you know, like, you look good. Like, thank you. From the chandelier. Okay. I was curious. I was like, wait, jealous of me? Huh? What? Okay. But now that, I, yes, I, under, I, I can understand how that can be, you know, a thing too. Because as guys, a lot of times, um, if you're a child, it's okay to listen for educational purposes. Sex is equivalent to masculinity. Yes. Do you guys feel, and which is why the whole... In a way, in a way. 
I'm not saying all the way. No, I'm not saying it's the whole thing. I'm saying a lot of times, like, when you start talking about sex, you start talking about, you know, being masculine, you know, because when you start talking about sex, you know, from society's point of view, heterosexual is, oh, I'm the guy, you know, I'm a hit it from the back, and I'm a, you know, it's all, you know. I think um, masculinity has been equated a lot with sex when it comes to yeah. More it's, so than with femininity. I think as a, hold on, because as a woman, we are told, you know, our bodies are precious. Hold, you know, hold them close. You don't give them to everyone. When everyone should be taught that, but where women, it's keep it close, lock it down, clank, clank, all of that. For a guy, as he gets older, the masculine part goes, oh, yeah, hit that joint. You know, prove you're a man. Like, you know, oh, it's like that whole, I don't know. I think a lot of that is. comes from, I'll say this. Society. Biologically, a lot of men. That's what I'm saying. That's, 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 that comes from society. As a man, that comes from society. And, and well, I say that because I've been on, I've been on both ends of the spectrum. And I say that because, again, going through high school, being who I was, everybody assumed, oh, yeah, he hitting all this. And I wasn't. I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? You the man. You, high school you wise, girls, no, the if, man. if I was talking to you in high school, it was you. Just women tried to flurry me, but but again, no. If I was in a relationship, I was in that relationship. Now, as I branched out and I got older and I got to college, and you know, it was one of them. For one, I had distance with me and the person that, that I was dealing with. We were in two separate states, and it was that and that immaturity level. And this, oh, I finally got freedom. I'm on my own. I'm not under my parents' roof. You know, branched out. You know what I'm saying? You enjoy yourself. But I think as men and women, yes, we both, quote unquote, you know, so our oaths, yes. But I think when it comes to sex as a, as a man, that's a way for us to show love. Physical intimacy is a, it's, it's our way of showing love. So, yeah. you know, when it comes to kissing, hugging, rubbing, sex. That's our way to show, yes, we love you, especially when you're in a relationship. I'm not saying when you're just hitting random joints in the street. No. But that's our way to connect. The same way a lot of women, you guys want to have conversations and things like that. So it's one of them, all right, we can do this, but can we also do this? You know, can we can we meet in the middle? I don't I don't have a problem doing this, but I don't want to only do this. Right, but I'm not talking you know? about relationships, baby. I'm talking no, about I, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. What you're saying, and honestly, yes, I think masculinity, sex is often equated with masculinity, not in, in even the sowing of oaths, but just in the acts. And part of that is because it's looked at society, societally as conquest. As I said, we don't really hunt. Like men don't really hunt like that. So society so wise, you still get you still have that drive and that need. And a lot of it has become men hunt women, if you will. That just the whole, even when it's called the game, like think about what that even means. Like you're hunting game, literally, big African safari animals, everything else. Like it's that. 
But the other part of it biologically is a lot of the aggression that comes from the initiator or initiation of sex. The initiation of sex is largely based on aggression. That, that aggression largely comes from testosterone. Testosterone is largely equated with masculinity in men because they have more than women. As I said at the outset, we all have both. But women are not encouraged to really tap into their testosterone. It's more tap into your estrogen to be pretty and whatever and stand around and be, be the deer that wants to get hit. Take that how y'all want to. But it's that, it's that like, like, it sounds crazy, but that's the thing. Understood. It just it has just so many meanings. It, 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 it had it so many meanings to it. It was like, yeah. But that's, but see what I'm, that's why I said it the way that I said it. Because that's what it is. It's like men are told testosterone. You have testosterone. You need to go hunt. Women have testosterone too, where we will often go, depending on your age and where you are hormonally, go, oh, and where you are in your lunar cycle we'll call it, you will go, oh, I need to. But society says that if I go and jump on this hunter's gun, that I'm being too aggressive. So I can't really go do that because that's masculine. I can't be that aggressive. I have to be passive aggressive, which means I need to be the prettiest deer out here and basically just keep walking in front of his gun and hope that he hits. Like, that's like, <laughs> but that's what, that's why I feel like, yeah, like, but that's but that's why it is. That's why you have all these women in competition and everything else. I feel like that's that's why when she says masculinity is equated a lot to sex and sex is equated to masculinity, that is why. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it's, it's the conquest. I get that. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but it changes. So the conquest, you know, I think early masculinity is more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because remember, uh, you know, you hit the Romans times. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it changed from random hits to now I now I got the big game. Now I caught the big game. Now I got this, and now it's keeping the conquest is keeping you pleased, keeping you mm -hmm. keeping you wanting to be here with me. That's you know, and I don't think a lot of men get ever involved to that point. I think yeah. there are too many men out here who still feel like the conquest is how many deers can I target and, and take out versus, okay, I have this big game. How do I keep it interested? I think there's also societally, <laughs> there is this pressure on women that you have to stay pretty, you have to say this, that, and the third, because over a certain age, you over the hill, nobody's going to want all of this, where men don't really get that. So I feel like that's the other part of masculinity is, is that and I, I I agree. I think it's a matter of evolution of your masculinity as, as with the evolution of femininity. Um yeah, yeah, I think this this was that's true. I think this is actually very informative for those who don't know, um, or who have by some crazy chance have never heard of these arguments between men and women and being strong and being weak and being masculine and being feminine and all of that is so this is uh if this is your first time hearing these arguments, ta-da, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to real life. <laughs> welcome to the, the life of having two opposite sexes. Um, but this was a wonderful conversation. And on that note, we say... Cheers to that. Yeah, I can't. Yep. I, can't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have my thing. It's all good. I forgot. <laughs>
Um, so now that the glasses are empty, uh, how about y'all go? Oh, all right. I'm gonna let I gotta give us our words. We said they was empty, so I gotta make sure they're empty. <laughs> Even though my husband overpoured, I said I've been in record. So, yeah. all right. Um, yes, the glasses are empty, so I'll let the husband go first. I'm gonna be chivalrous. Can a woman be chivalrous? That's a whole nother talk. Go. Mm. In fact, that you let a man go first. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Um, I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this a three because it's 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 definitely sweet but it's not it's not super sweet Uh, like I've I've had something that would like way worse but you would definitely want to if you had it make sure you're not eating nothing with sugar Anything with sugar is gonna take this over the top. Typical. <laughs> Typical Stella Brothers. <laughs> um, so my rating is gonna be a 2.5. Um, I am learning that me and Stella Rose are not friends. Um for me, this is another version of what uh my sisters and I call that juice. Um uh, <laughs> and and I'm gonna be honest. I don't think this should be considered wine. I think this should be considered maybe a wine cooler, um, like a Seagram's or, you know, what's it? Jersey Mike. What? Not Jersey Mike. What's it? Is it Jersey Mike's the little wine cooler? I know that. I don't know. Hard Mike. Somebody Mike's. Jersey Mike's is a sub shop. It is. I thought Hard Mike made lemonade. It doesn't taste like wine. It's it. I thought this was juice, like spiked with Sprite a little bit. Um, I I don't know what to rate it because it's it's not a wine. I'm sorry. It's it a wine cooler. Yes, it's not a wine. There's nothing about it that says wine. For a wine, I give it a one. That's for a wine. Um, if somebody said, hey, you want some of this juice? It's, it's decent for a juice. It's sweet, but it's not a wine. You know, I would drink Moscato first, and I don't like Moscato. I'm so, with you, brother. Uh, I'm with you. Because at least Moscato has a bite. <laughs> this tastes like apple juice with a little bit of Sprite. 
a, a basic Sorry. beer has more alcohol than this is. Um, Man. <laughs> I actually, here's the thing. I really like the taste of it. I do. I, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't too sweet. It really, but the thing is, it tastes like apples. Like, I like apples. Okay. So it tastes like, <laughs> it tastes like the fruit that it said it was, which is why I didn't get watermelon, because I don't like watermelon. Why well, I didn't get the peach, because peach gets diff, gets funny to me. And even like, I have to agree that I, I Stella Rosa is mislabeled because it is not a wine to me. It reminds me more of like a sparkling cider. Like yes. this, this, <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that I know it's got like an ABV on it, a true, like it has alcohol in it. I would get this to kids. Like I would truly like, if we were all toasting, yeah, okay, let's get them their, their wine, you know, there's their sparkling cider. This, that's what Stella Rosa has been to me, even that or juice, because the last one I had, the black last week, I actually thought it was okay. I actually liked it, but then literally the next day when I went to drink it again, it just tasted kind of like the bubbles had kind of dissipated. So it was like semi-flat grape juice. Like I tasted the raspberry, all the berries in it. It tastes like a berry juice. This is not, it doesn't keep that wine. I don't know what their fermentation process is or any of that, but it is truly to me more along sparkling cider. So for the taste is, is a four to me. It was a great, great apple taste. For a wine though, like a two, because it's not, it's not wine. really, it's like an apple cider. I don't. See, y'all didn't tell me we were judging two different things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel cheated now, you know. I, you know, I tried to give it an overall rate, you know. I mean, but no, hey, but look, I, didn't, I gave it an overall. You got look, a point. Here's, here's a fun fact. <laughs> I drank over a half a bottle of the Blackberry earlier. That's how I know it ain't really no alcohol in here. No, no. Like, when I, when I said to you, I was like, what is this, grape juice? Like, yeah, I, I had none of that. But you know what? But and they but they they are a company that legit, that's what they pride themselves on. They say low, low alcohol. They market themselves as a low alcohol drink. Like, again, if it weren't for the fact that I know it has stuff in here, I would literally consider it a sparkling cider and give it to kids for like a festive occasion. Because it's sparkly, it's bubbly, it's fruity, they would probably like it, but it it is low alcohol. Stella Rosa across the board is pretty much low alcohol. And I think so, the only reason you might feel anything is because of the bubbles. The carbonation is, is right. what you're feeling. So ladies and gentlemen, ultimately what we are saying in reference to the Stella Rosa brand, if you are a person, um, most of the time it's particularly young people who go, who doesn't drink wine, Stella Rose may be a nice way to slide into an mm -hmm. entry wine. No, I say this because most people who don't drink wine, the first thing they think is, it's too tart. It's, too it's not sweet. It's so, but they'll drink, I understand it, but they'll drink juice. They'll drink what we're saying about this wine. So if nothing else, this will be a good Hey, and I mean, this is the if wine. You want some alcohol and your sparkling cider, <laughs> right? That's that what this is. If you, if you, this is what I'm saying. If you're the type of person where you're not gonna drink a wine cooler, but you want something in a wine cooler in a wine bottle, 
because you don't really drink wine because you think it's too tart, Stella Rosa is your brand. Um, That's what I'm saying. I agree. Um, to, to get you, and, and it, like I said, for most, it'll probably be an introduction. As you get introduced to it, sometimes it's mental. Mentally, you'll go, oh, I'm drinking a wine. So then when you go out, you might feel froggy one day and say, hey, I listened to a little something to wine about. And they said, this wine was sweet. Let me try it. And if you do that, come back and let us know in the comments. We want to hear from you. Let us know when you pop that grape, what it tasted like. <laughs> um, I'll say this. I, I think it's this. If you're if you're in Stella Rosa is your intro and you like this isn't bad. Stella Rosa is that gateway to get you right. to Moscato that can get you to the next that gets you to the next. It's the gateway. But you it's the gateway. Right. It's it's just the last two to the gate before you open it. That's it. It's just the last two to the gate before you open it. So this may be something that you want to try. That's the point in this. If, if you're not a wine person, but you kind of want to try something and you know you it has to be sweet, Stella Rosa is your brand. Okay, yeah. ladies and gentlemen? Um, that concludes this wonderful, wonderful episode of the, in the new year. Um, I have a little something to learn about with your host, Ty A. Michelle. And Siobhan Camille. And of course, join us each and every Wednesday as we will be talking about a new topic and we have new series for each um, week. We'll give you an update on that soon. We would like to thank the husband and la boyfriend <laughs> for joining us today on this Whining with the Guys episode. And like we said, if you have an entry wine, that you feel that you know you've tried and you want to let us know about it, let us know. Send us a comment. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at a little something, the number two, what about? Again, that's a little something, the number two, what about? And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little one.